If you are a real estate investor or you are interested in real estate investing, maybe you're a wholesaler that has done a few deals, but you haven't been able to stay in the deal because you didn't have the money to take the deal down. Well, don't go anywhere because I'm getting ready to plug you into the money for your real estate deals. Well, hello and welcome to another episode of Real Estate Investing with Jay Connor, the Private Money Podcast. And I'm here to welcome you to another amazing episode that we're going to have. If you're brand new to the show, I'm Jay Connor, your host, also known as the Private Money Authority. And here on the show, we talk a lot about getting funding for your deals. And with that, I've got a free gift for you for just showing up here and listening to the show. I just released my brand new book titled Where to Get the Money Now, How and Where to Get Money for Your Real Estate Deals Without Relying on Traditional or Hard Money Lenders. This book will show you how to get all the money to fund your deals without relying on any banks or your own credit or anything like that, and how to get money for your deals. And you don't have to bring any down payment whatsoever to the closing. And so you can get the book for free, just cover delivery and shipping. We'll rush it right out to you. Simply go to www.jayconner, that's J-A-Y-C-O-N-N-E-R.com forward slash book, B-O-O-K. To get your free copy shipped right to you, go to www.jayconner, J-A-Y-C-O-N-N-E-R.com forward slash book. Well, if you're not new to this show, you know that for many years now, we've had amazing guests and experts come on the show. And today is another example of that. My guest here on the show is an author. He's an entrepreneur and he is a real estate investor with more than 65 rental units. And in addition to that, dozens of house flips under his belt. This guy has built his rental portfolio in just three and a half years. Listen to that. His rental portfolio in less than three and a half years. And that has allowed him to achieve his goal of financial freedom. Yes. In addition to that, he's been featured in numerous online and television productions like Fox Business Morning Show, FBN, AM, Yahoo Finance, Business Insider, NBC, CBS, course method, and yes, even the big website, Bigger Pockets, where he enjoys showing others the power of real estate investing and financial freedom. My guest, his wife, and their two daughters live and invest in Northwest Arkansas. With that, my guest today, welcome to the show, Mr. Henry Washington. Hello, Henry. How are you, sir? Thank you for having me. Absolutely, Henry. I'm mighty excited to have you here on the show. And I know your expertise and specialty is helping brand new uh, real estate investors actually get started in the business. But before we drill down on that, how about take a moment and tell folks your backstory and how you got in, uh, involved in real estate? Absolutely. Yeah. So my story started, uh, like you said, a little over three and a half years ago. Um, prior to being an investor, um, and even prior to getting married, let's say I was a single guy working a corporate job and, um, I had a great job and I also didn't have any financial education. So 
I made great money and then I was really good at spending that money. So I didn't have much to go <laughs> off of after that. And then I got married pretty quick. So I met my wife and got married. I, I married her literally 365 days on the nose from when I met her. So uh, I went from the, the single guy mentality to a, a, to a married man mentality pretty quick and started to realize that uh, spending every dime you make uh, doesn't make for being able to provide your family with the things that a family needs. And so I had to, I had to make some changes changes. I had to get financially educated. And um, at the same time, I needed to look for a way to generate some income. So uh, we were, we had bought a house together. I say together. Uh, we tried to buy a house together and the bank politely told us that uh, you, you ma'am can be on the loan and you sir cannot be on the loan because uh -oh. your, your credit, your credit is not very, not very good. And uh -oh. so, uh, yeah, I was in a tough spot. And so you know, and then, you know, as a, as a married person, you start talking about, you know, what's our dream home going to look like and how many kids are we going to have and where are we going to live? And I started to realize that I couldn't even afford the house we were living in. How was I going to afford a dream house or, or any of those things? And so mm. I, I uh, after that conversation, I had a panic attack at about three in the morning and woke up in a cold sweat because I knew I couldn't afford the life that my family deserved. And uh, uh, then I uh, and I did what any red-blooded a human being would do it three in the morning when you panic about money is you start Googling, how do I make some more money? <laughs> and I just, I just kept seeing articles about real estate book and, and videos about real estate and being a landlord. And uh, I ended up watching a video. It was a video of a kid that uh, was a, had 20 something doors and he was financially free. And the title of the video was uh, how to develop your dream life through passive income. And I was like, yeah, I want to do that. And so I watched this video of this 20-something year old kid with about 25 doors who was financially free and thought, you know what? I can do that. I'll just do what he did. And uh, that, was, that was when I made the decision that I was going to be a real estate investor and hire myself to invest in real estate. So I immediately started fixing my credit. I immediately started reading any book I could get my hands on about real estate investing, listening to any podcast I could listen to reading uh, audio books, literally just started absorbing real estate content. And uh, I'd say about 90 days after that, I ended up buying my first property. Uh, and I only had $1,000, so I had to get pretty creative with how I bought it. But Wow. Kind of so, you, so your education initially was reading books. Once you decided uh, from watching that video that you're going to be a real estate investor, you do your first deal in 90 days. Well, tell us the story mm -hmm. about that first deal and how in the world did you do it with only a thousand dollars? And what kind of creativity did you have to bring to the table? Right, right. So, uh, as I said, I was uh, once once I had that that epiphany, we'll call it, in the middle of the night. I uh, everything I did from that point forward was to put me in place to be able to buy property. So I was surrounding myself with other investors by going to meetings constantly and. Uh, through, and then I just decided like that next morning, I knew that this was going to be the path I took. So I just started telling people I was a real estate investor. I had no money, never bought a property, didn't know how to buy a property, but I was telling people I was a real estate investor because I firmly believe that this, this life, this world gives us what we put out into it, which you get what you give. And so I just decided to put it out there. I'm a real estate investor. Nothing's going to stop me. That's what I'm doing. 
And uh, that word of mouth is how I landed my first deal. A buddy of mine heard that I was buying property and he was in a really, really tough spot with a house that he owned. He had to sell it in 30 days. He needed to get X amount of dollars for it. He didn't care what the house was worth. All he cared about was getting this amount of money because I need this amount of money to go buy my next property. And he said, if you can close on it in 30 days, you can have it for this price. I don't care how much equity is in it. That's all yours. I just need this amount of money. And so I said, sure, I'll buy your property. I had no idea how. I had $1,000, but I was going to do it. So, <laughs> so, I, uh, <laughs> so, I, uh, so what happened was, was, because I was surrounding myself with other investors, I had people to bounce ideas off of. And a buddy of mine, I called him and I said, hey, I got to buy this house in 30 days. What can I do? What can I do? I, have, I need $19,000 uh, to, to, to put down on the house. I, I'm sorry. I need $20,000 to put down on the house. I have one. So I need to come up with $19,000 in 30 days. And so uh, I started looking around my house at all the things I could sell and I couldn't come up with $19,000 of stuff. Um, so uh, he uh, brainstormed with me. And, and really what happened was, was he really gave me my first lesson in entrepreneurship because after I figured that I didn't have enough stuff to sell, like that's all I could think of to do. I didn't know anything else to do to generate income. And he said, Henry, if you want to be a successful real estate investor, he was like, you need to figure it out. Out. He was like, I could buy this house. It's a great deal, but I'm not going to buy it because you need to figure it out. And it was like, that was the first time like my mindset shifted from like, I can't to how can I? And mm. once I had that mindset shift to how can I make this happen? We started brainstorming different ideas and we landed on the idea of a 401k loan. I didn't know a 401k loan was a thing. I thought you just could withdraw money from a 401k and pay the penalties and interest and fees and all that. And so through some research, we found out you can you can borrow against your 401k and then you pay yourself back with monthly payments. You pay interest, but it's your money. So the interest you're paying goes back to you. Does your credit have anything to do with borrowing against your 401k? No, that's a right or downer right there, folks. No. So Henry Washington just gave you a great big old gold nugget. If you need money to buy a house and you don't have any private money uh, lined up like you should, and but you got a retirement account, like Henry, you can borrow against your retirement account and your credit score has got nothing to do with it. That's a great big share right there, Henry. Absolutely. Uh, and so the, the, what had happened was I didn't have a 401k because remember I was bad with my finances before, mm -hmm. and, but my wife did. Uh -huh. She, we borrowed against her 401k. Your employer takes the payments for your 401k back, your 401k loan. It takes them directly out of your paycheck pre-tax dollars. So it actually reduces your taxable income, which is a benefit to you. You pay yourself back with interest, which is a benefit to you. And then if you buy a cash flowing asset, you're essentially buying an asset that pays you cash flow and that cash flow technically covers your payment. So my asset was paying back the 401k loan with interest. So I went from not being able to buy a property to then buying a cash flowing asset that was paying for itself as well as paying for the loan I used to, to buy it with. And that was my like light bulb moment to see how powerful real estate was because I took monopoly money essentially and turned it into a cash flowing asset in 30 days. That's amazing, Henry. So still on this deal. So one piece of creativity was borrowing against a retirement account for the down payment. Now, 
Uh, I'm guessing there's some more creativity in this deal uh, because my guess is you didn't take that 20,000 or that 19 plus your 1000 and give it to a bank to borrow money to buy the house. Did you? I did. But oh, did you? I, okay. Yeah. So I used the construction. I used the, uh, I'm sorry. I used a commercial loan. So that was the, the 20,000 was about the 15% down that I needed. But the house, so the numbers were, I bought it for 115000 On the day I closed on it, it was worth about 145. And so I went back to the bank after I closed on it, and I took out a line of credit against the equity. And I used that equity to buy several of the properties. Either I would flip a house and then pay back that equity, or I would do the burn method on a rental and pay back that equity. So I rinsed and repeated that same you know, 20 grand that gave me access to over and over again to start building my portfolio. That is awesome. So is your primary business model buy and hold as a long-term building wealth as a landlord? Yeah, absolutely. If I, if I have to pick a niche, I tell people I'm a buy and hold investor, but I learned having to worry about money is to be able to generate your own good deals to purchase. So my business is built around finding great deals. I monetize them after I own them. So whether I sell them as they are, as it sits to another investor, whether I flip it, whether I rent it, I have multiple exit strategies because the, the theme I kept hearing, I told you I plugged myself into all these different real estate meetups when I got started. And the thing I kept hearing in these real estate meetups was all these seasoned investors kept complaining about how they can't find deals or deals are so hard to find that there's never any good deals. And I just said, okay, well, if I can solve that problem, I'll never have to worry about money again. So my business is built on finding great deals and then I monetize them. I'll buy homes and then I won't even know what I'm going to do with them until after I own them sometimes. Well, you know, that's uh, fantastic about the real estate business is, you know, there's multiple exit strategies. And a lot of times I just sort of let the market speak as yep. to who's going to get the house first. So, you know, yep. in this market, I'm glad you brought that topic up, Henry. Um, you know, in this market today, it's challenging, more challenging to yep. find great deals. And um, you're really, really good at finding great deals. So what are your best strategies today on finding the deals? Yeah. Um, so what I do, I'm, 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 I'm what you would call like a real estate investing old school guy. So I, I'm direct mail. That's all I really focus on. I have a lead generation website. So I, I pay like for a Google AdWords campaign, but most of my marketing budget goes towards direct mail. And I would say the difference between direct mail being successful in this market versus direct mail being successful, you know, two years ago is uh, volume and consistency. Um, you know, a couple of years ago, if you were inconsistent in your mailing, you could probably still land a deal or two because the market wasn't as inflated. There was less competition. And so there were more people that were interested in selling their home at a discount. So if you slacking on your processes, you could probably still land some deals. Whereas now, if the deals are still out there, but there's less of them because most buyers understand that like even if i have a distressed situation people are buying anything right now and if i stick it on the market somebody will make me an offer and so they understand that and so that doesn't mean there's not distressed properties to buy it just means there's less of them 
So the people that are landing those deals now are the people who are consistent, who are doing a lot of volume and who are putting in the work and the hustle. So it's not just about doing volume, but you have to be able to follow up on all of your leads. And, and so as you're getting leads, if you're not, if you're not setting appointments immediately, making offers on the spot and then following up on those offers within a few days to find out where that buyer's head is. Like the people who just set an appointment and then go look at it when they can and then make an offer a few days later, they're not getting deals. It's the people who are consistent in their efforts, consistently marketing, consistently offering on everything, consistently uh, following up on those offers. The people who have the processes and procedures in place are the ones that are landing the deals. And so I would tell someone in this market, if you want to be successful at finding great deals, you've got to be super intentional and super consistent. That makes a lot of sense, Henry. You know, you've built your portfolio very, very quickly, very large in a very, very short period of time. So what's some of the best uh, advice that you can give for a new real estate investor getting started in today's market? Yeah, man. Uh, two things I think new investors should focus on. So one of the, the best parts about real estate is its flexibility, right? You heard me tell a story about buying a deal with $1,000, right? Because of the flexibility of real estate, you're able to do things like that. But the, the downside to real estate being so flexible is that that can be a distraction because there's so many ways to go about being an investor. And so when you're new, I think you need to narrow your focus in order to really get started. And so what I tell people, the two things to focus on when you're brand new are learn what a good deal is in your market. Because no matter what strategy you're using, whether you're going to flip, wholesale, hotel, rentals, Airbnb, like it doesn't matter if you don't buy your deal correctly, then you don't have a deal, right? And so most important thing is know what a good deal looks like in your market. How do you learn that? Get into every real estate investor group you can, online, in person, doesn't matter. If people are investing in your neck of the woods, you need to be around them. And then you need to meet the successful ones and then go ask them, hey, tell me about your last deal. What's your last deal look like? What were the numbers? What was your deal before that? Tell me the numbers. You know, successful real estate investors like talking about their deals. So they'll tell you about their deals. And while they're telling you about your deals, you're building this rapport, you're building this relationship, but you're also learning what good deals in your market look like. Right. And so once you learn what a good deal in your market looks like, number two is you're going to need to learn how you're going to find good deals. Some people live in a market where you can jump on the MLS with a realtor and you can buy a good deal right off the MLS. That's awesome for them. That's not how it works for me. I have to find off-market deals. And so I had to find an off-market deal strategy that works for me. So research how you can find good deals. Pick one strategy. One. Pick one that fits your personality and fits your budget. Right? If you know you're not going to make the right amount of phone, uh, cold calls because you're not going to be very good at it, don't pick cold calling as your strategy, right? Like pick something that fits your personality and your budget that you can fund properly and then implement that one strategy until you find a deal. Once you land a deal, you'll be so motivated to figure out the rest. You'll be so motivated to go figure out how you're going to finance it, who's going to do the renovations, like all that stuff that doesn't matter until you have a deal. Don't worry about it until you have a deal because that's what's important. 
That's great advice, Henry. You know, you've got a lot of rental units in your portfolio. You've done dozens of uh, house flips. So those are, you know, different types of business models. But nonetheless, what would you say in this short period of time that you have experienced so much success, what would you say is the greatest lesson that you've learned? Oh man, that's a, that's, that's an easy one. Uh, this, this real estate business is more of a people business than it is a real estate business. Um, when you are an investor, you are in the business of buying properties under market value. It's an investing strategy, right? Every investment strategy has one thing, buy low, sell high, right? So in order for you to buy low in real estate, you're more so buying a situation than you are a house. Someone needs a reason to sell their home at a discount or else they don't need you. They need a realtor. And if you can see every interaction with a seller as you being a problem solver, as you being there to help someone, and if you focus on how you can help someone, and I'm talking about truly how you can help them, not help them by buying their home, but truly how you can help them. I've helped tons of people whose home I never bought, but I truly believe that helping those people is what's helped me be successful as an investor because every person I interact with, I get to look them in the eye and tell them, I am here to help you. I am less concerned about buying your home than I am about helping you. And when they see that and they feel that and they hear that, they understand that I'm here for them. And if I can solve a problem and that problem includes buying their house, they'll sell it to me. And if not, I'm still okay with helping them, even if it means coming out of my pocket, because I know that that's going to come back to me in some way, shape, form, or fashion somewhere down the road. So if you can, if you can find, find a way to be of service to people, no matter what, I think success will come and it will keep coming. I couldn't agree with you more, Henry. And that's what I attribute uh, myself, my wife, Carol Joy, our team to such great success is, you know, back to what Zig Ziglar says, you help enough other people get what they want, you know, paraphrasing, you don't have to worry about yourself. In fact, in our foreclosure business, where we market to people that are in foreclosure, when they respond to our marketing, the very first question that we ask them is, do you want to keep your property? Right. right. And if they want to keep their property, then I can't give them legal advice. I can't give them accounting advice but I can give them advice from our experience. And we've got a 10 point checklist as to some areas that they may not have thought about as to how they could keep their property. And if they end up keeping their property, is there anything in that directly for me and my team? No, there's nothing in it directly, but I truly believe in this. When you're focusing on the other people, the law of reciprocity always comes into play. And I'm not going to have to worry about me and my team if we help enough, you know, other people. You know, Henry, I believe that what people read in the books that people read tells a lot about a person. So my question for you now is, what book have you given as a gift to other people more than any other book? That's a great, that's a great question. Uh, I love the alchemist. I'm more of a, I'm more of a emotional touchy feely kind of guy than I am like a how to tell me exactly how to do this process. And so books like the alchemist, where it talks about living in your purpose and fulfilling your dreams and passions. 
uh, stuff like that really gets me pumped up. It really motivates me. I truly believe that, like I said, I, I, I found this business in the middle of the night and I immediately knew it was for me, right? It was, it was, it was what I was meant to do. And I feel like when people live in their purpose and their passion and you start to enrich others because you're living in your purpose and your passion that just so much success keeps coming and so much growth happens. And, and, and so I get, I love to give that book as a gift. Beautiful. That is absolutely beautiful, Henry. I love your spirit and I love your heart. Folks, I know you want to stay connected with Henry Washington. His website is www.henrywashington.com, just like it sounds. Before we close out today, Henry, my final question is, what is your final thought that you would like to share with the listeners? Yeah, uh, absolutely, folks. I would like to say, look, any type of investment is going to involve risk. And I know people get scared of risk. And I would urge you to look at your life and the path that you're headed down without taking the risk of investing versus if you take a risk and invest in something like real estate and it pays off, where would you be more secure financially? A lot of the times I feel like people get so scared of investing, they're so scared of the risk, but they don't truly evaluate the path that they're currently on. If you don't have savings, if you don't have investments, 20 years from now, what does your life look like? And is that a worse place to be than if you go ahead and face your fears, educate yourself and start investing now, right? Look at the full picture and then take some calculated risks. The most successful people in the world are successful because they take calculated, educated risks. So don't be scared. Great advice, Henry. Thank you so much. There you have it, folks. HenryWashington.com. HenryWashington.com. You definitely want to stay connected with a very successful man that's got a beautiful heart that's all about serving and as a result has a super successful business. And to all of you listeners, thank you so much for joining us here on another episode of Real Estate Investing with Jay Connor, the Private Money Academy podcast. And I'm so excited you were here. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review. I appreciate those five-star reviews and ratings. And with that, I'm wishing you all the best. Here's to taking your real estate investing business to the next level. And I'll see you right here on the next episode. Mm -hmm.